How's it going, everybody? This is Zane with Everything Vive. Want to thank you for tuning back in. I'm here with Ronnie. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad, man. How about yourself? Pretty good. Can't complain. Had a good week. Uh, got to play some games, read up on the news, and uh, yeah, we're here for for the show. <laughs> Most definitely. Well, speaking of the news, uh, so we're trying to figure out a, a nice structure for this podcast. Uh, I think like we said in the initial episode, this is uh, a new venture for both of us. Uh, we listen to a lot of podcasts, but this is our first time recording one. So again, we want to thank you guys for for tuning in and you know consistently tuning in. And we're we're definitely trying to how do I say this? Just create a, a solid structure for the podcast so that you guys will know what to expect. And so every so often, we'd like to do uh, an episode about news and just catching up on all virtual reality stuff. Uh, I mean, specifically HTC Vive anything related to HTC Vive, but I mean, you know, the Vive lives in the virtual reality space, so any larger news would, you know, in some ways affect that. Yeah, I think, I mean, every now and then, depending on, I mean, obviously Zane and I will be kind of keeping our ears to what's going on, and most of the time we're going to be talking about things that only relate to the Vive, but every now and then, who knows if there's something that affects the Vive and other platforms as well, it might be, you know, something that we would want to touch on. Uh, this week in particular, though, is a great week to be starting our news uh, sec- you know, section of the podcast because there were actually some, some big developments. And I'm talking after several months of the vibe being out, some things that kind of change the landscape a little bit. And, and Zane and I are, will get into this. but Yeah, very know. much so. Uh, well, I mean, we could just dive in right now if you want. Sure. I, know, I already know what you're alluding to because we're, we're, record- <laughs> we're recording this episode on September 30th. And for those who don't know... The date uh, that is the release of Viveport, um, and so yeah, I I actually woke up and you know we were getting ready for the podcast and I happened to see something about an announcement and my I, I purchased my Vive directly from HTC so I get emails from them and I saw something in my email about I don't remember the exact language that was in the email but something about like you know a special launch you know, day or something, 48 hour sale period or something. And I clicked on it and I was at first I was like, Oh, okay, that's cool. They're giving us some discounts on games for steam codes or something. And I can, you know, purchase it and then get the steam code and add it into steam. And I was like, wait yeah. a second. No, this is, <laughs> this is a little different than that. And so I forwarded it over to Zane and he got a chance to look at it a little bit more while I was at work. And yeah, it was just interesting. Like, yeah, we were all doing this actually in the in the morning before we both headed to work. So it's kind of crazy, but yeah, no, same here. Uh, well, it's funny because I think I got your text message before I even saw the email from HTC. Yeah, and so it's just well, I mean, we should just dive into it, right? Sure. W- what is Viveport, at least from your understanding? So I mean, I guess it looks like HTC is going to be, you know, running their own their own store for Val- for excuse me for Vive games. So, and as far as I can tell, I mean, I don't know, like, you know, if, if you have a, a different idea of, of what, you know, they're trying to highlight here, but well, it almost looks like they're, they're trying to focus away from games a little bit on more experiences. That, that's what it looks like. And, and I mean, that's what I texted you about immediately after our, you, yeah. I, I read the article. I was, I was just like, Hey, wait a second. Are they opening up like a rival store to valve? Cause I feel like. Valve wouldn't be very happy about that. No, and especially, I mean, honestly, if if I was HTC, I would be 
uh, you know, doing my best <laughs> to try to stay in good graces with 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 Steam and, and Valve because, I mean, really, Valve is the one that really spearheaded the biggest efforts in you know, in, in this that, VR yeah. space, and to think that HTC, unless they know something that we don't know um, about Valve, possibly you know, supporting other hardware, that kind of thing. I mean, obviously. Uh, Steam VR is an open platform, but right now, Valve is definitely, definitely um, invested in in focusing on the on HTC and the Vive itself exactly. as as the the model platform. So I don't know, but I mean, it. The more I'm thinking about it, I mean, I don't think it's near. We'll see what happens as far as you know if they do start to butt heads a little bit in terms of you know games and software that are going to be. Um, on both, you know, the Steam store as well as Viveport. But right now, it seems like, I mean, possibly Viveport could be uh, a really good opportunity for for HTC to showcase small developer games and unique experiences in a way that that Steam isn't isn't as as great at doing. Because I mean, as you know. I'm sure a lot of you, I mean, besides just the VR stuff, Steam is a crazy big store and just in terms of all of the, you know, various uh, software that hits the store at all times. I mean, you can, a, a game can be put into the Steam store and just a few hours later, it's off the top of the list. No one can find it anymore unless it's really, you know, selling a lot of a lot of copies or something, yeah. you know, it can get lost in the shuffle. So, so maybe Viveport is a chance to, to, to highlight the VR stuff a little bit more in a lot of these smaller experiences. I don't know. What? Well, I mean, we were actually looking at the website right before we started recording. And I mean, what it seems like is that they're really trying to focus on all of the other experiences you can have besides games. And I mean, it looks like they have games on there, and uh, you were talking about some of the double titles. I, I saw the blue, which, again, isn't really a game. And I know we touched on that in a, in a previous episode. It's more of a VR experience. And I think they're leaning more towards offering those types of opportunities because, uh, like you said, Valve and Steam are very much gaming-oriented. And so, therefore, they're going to have, you know, that, that platform is always going to be dedicated towards that. And Looking at the Viveport website, I think we downloaded actually a title just to test it out, um, and it seems like uh, Viveport is going to go their own direction. They have a section there where it says games we love on Steam, and then it links you directly to Steam. So that whole fear of some type of rift happening between, oh, no pun intended on the rift, but uh, <laughs> that, that, you know, any, any type of animosity between them was uh, completely speculation, just oh, totally on our part. And actually, I, I'm pulling up the website now just to see what they're what they're highlighting at launch. Yeah, so they have several games for a dollar. Uh, what was the game that you just downloaded? So I downloaded. Uh, oh shoot! It just it was up and then it it switched over to the blue. I'm trying to see if I can get it back. It's it's I think it was called Firebird. Yeah, Firebird La Prairie is the uh, game. It looks like it's created by a small developer called Interspace VR. And I had actually heard about this before. It is on Steam. Uh, but what had kind of kept me away from it previously was the higher price. I'd heard that it it was definitely a cool experience and that it was definitely worth trying out. 
but at the same time, the price was a little steep. I want to say it was around 15 bucks or so on, 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 in the Steam store at the time that I was looking at it. And we're talking about an experience that's, I don't know, from what I heard, maybe you know, between 10 to 20 minutes long. And so a lot of people were kind of complaining about that. So now it's, it's featured in uh, the store here on Viveport uh, for a limited time during the 48-hour uh, launch period as, a, you know, being just a dollar. So I went ahead and purchased it, and I haven't gotten a chance to try it out, but I'm going to probably try it out when I get home, and maybe next week when uh, we record more of these podcasts, I can, uh, can kind of explain to you. And I, I'm looking at what else is here, and it looks like the other titles for a dollar. I'm not sure the blue maybe a dollar. And they added something to the blue is what I'm hearing also. I, I okay. think there are the original three experiences, underwater experiences that you can get on the blue, and they I believe they added something just maybe to switch it up okay. or change it up. I mean, if they added anything to it, as in like if there is a completely new experience in the blue through Viveport and you can get it for a dollar in these next, you know, two days or so. I probably would, honestly, even though, I mean, I already, I already spent the $10 in steam, uh, to get it, but I mean, an extra dollar to get another experience or two, Mm -hmm. it's probably worth checking out. And then I also see there's something, let's see, there's Stonehenge VR, which I haven't tried. Mars Odyssey sounds pretty That's cool. That's one I'd like to get because I was even looking at that beforehand. Uh, okay. It doesn't look like a game. It looks more so just uh, you, you go in it for the, the VR and virtual. Yeah. Honestly, oh, though, visuals, I, sorry. yeah, I like a lot. Of, I mean, I'm looking at yeah the new and updated, and it does look like it's a lot of star chart, colorful space. Um, Titans of Space 2.0, which is I play. I tried Titans of Space when it was uh, in development for the Oculus Dev Kit. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Apollo 11, which I have in Steam, but I haven't, I haven't gotten a chance to try yet. Uh, but I've heard good things about for both okay. the Vive and the Oculus. Everest VR, uh, it's pricey still at $20, but I've heard you know, relatively good things. I, I heard you know, it's not much of a... There's not much gameplay in it, per se, but I heard the atmosphere is incredible. Well, this is probably why Viveport is yeah. really focusing on these titles, because uh, you know they're not necessarily games. They're really just immerse you in, in the total VR experience. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, there is a section that says Steam Games We Love, and when I look at that, it does look like more of the game-specific uh, titles. titles are underneath there, whereas... The rest of the of the titles that I'm looking at are more experiential, and I and I think that's smart because I do think that's one of the things that the Vive has over the Oculus for sure, and a lot of the other. I mean, the the ability to have room scale VR really opens up these types of experiences. And right now, I mean, yeah, sure, later other systems will be able to potentially do more of that under Steam VR, but right now, I mean. Vive has the market cornered, and if they can, if well, they can until, really until develop the, the touch comes out, right? Yeah, I mean, and and but even when the touch comes out, I don't think that you know the extra sensor that Oculus will be providing with that is really going to. I mean, it's one thing to be technically capable of a room scale like experience; it's another thing to be made for that, and. Sure, I've seen people on YouTube and other places find ways of setting the system up 
to where they get an Oculus running pretty well in, mm-hmm. in room scale. At the same time, though, I mean, we're talking we're talking sensors that have to be plugged in via USB to your computer. You know, they come with stands that are short and really made to sit on a desk, not be hung up and, you know, mounted to walls, that yeah. sort of thing. So, sure, you can probably tape one of the sensors to a wall and get USB extension cords and all that kind of stuff, but it's not going to be ideal. And, and, and there's not going to be a real focus, I don't think. Anyways, gotcha. I guess we have to see uh, for, you know, for Oculus developers to yeah. be focused. But anyways. Well, we'll make that comparison when it happens. It's, sure. That's not the no, focus I, of, of the I current agree, <laughs> I agree. episode. We're not trying to make this a Vive versus Oculus. We're, we're definitely focused on the Vive here. Um, and, well, one of the things that I think we were discussing earlier was just why they would do such a thing. And after diving into a little bit more... Um, research on some of the articles that I read, I didn't realize that uh, they were trying to spin off their VR division. I, I don't know if this is fully accurate. I just came across an article earlier today. And I mean, the reason that they're doing that is because their phone division obviously isn't doing as hot as it used to, or maybe it wasn't ever really that hot. But you know, VR is the future for a lot of, I mean, just the, the digital and tech space. And so I think they don't want it to be dragged down in a way that it could potentially be when you have it all under one roof like that. No, I think it's smart. And I think that I agree out of the two, especially when you're talking about virtual reality, there's HTC and there's the Vive. And right now the branding is kind of, you know, combined. It's the HTC Vive, Mm -hmm. but who knows? I mean, one day maybe the, the Vive part of that, of that is going to be the bigger brand. Who knows? Like, like I said, you never know. So. I mean, let's hope so, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, right. so I think it makes sense to kind of double down on that and and do what you can, especially right now when when the Vive is really you know doing quite well. So that's fair. Well, you know what? So this is the first day that the Vive port is out. So we'll definitely explore into it, you know, much further and get back to you guys with any cool. Little yeah, nuggets no, and gadgets that we find. Yeah, on it. I'm kind of excited to see where it goes, and and you know, interested to see if it affects sales on Steam at all or anything like that. But you're right; we'll have to wait and see, and, and go from there. Well, so the uh, we wanted to touch up on a couple different articles that we came across, uh, and well, the first one I think is more so just an announcement. But T3 crowns the HTC Vive as the gadget of the year. And I'm not as familiar with T3. I've started obviously following it now, but apparently it's the Oscars of tech. And so I just figured that seems like it's a big deal. Very and if cool. You, if, if, you, if you type it in online, it seems like everybody's, I mean, if you played the vibe, then you know, obviously that they made the right decision. Yep. <laughs> the right winner won. But uh, I just thought that was a cool little tidbit. No, that's really cool. It's good to hear that they're getting, you know, they're getting respect for you and know, the recognition that and they the deserve. recognition for for making such good hardware. So, and and you really want to see that just because you want. I mean, as a, you know, as a VR enthusiast, you really want to see the platform succeed because that'll only encourage them to create more new, better, greater content and sure. greater platforms. And so, for the growth of virtual reality in that space in general, I think it, this is really important. And you know, they'll probably look back at some point and say, wow, 2016 was a really pivotal year in terms of getting this, you know, getting this to the next level. Yeah, no, I totally agree. 
Um, but yeah, so another article, and this is uh, something we've talked about previously. How many times have you kicked the wires out while playing? <laughs> it always happens when you least expect it. And when you, <laughs> you know, you're showing it to a family member or somebody that hasn't tried. It's, and it's always, it's funny when it happens because it's usually someone that takes it just a little bit too far. Mm-hmm. And get, they get super excited about it. And they do something super weird and yank the cords right out of the wall. Exactly. And, yep. you know, instantly, I can't see anything. What's going on? And you're like, ah, I should have been holding the wire, blah, blah, blah. I but mean, sometimes I just had someone over the other day. We were playing a zombie shooter game, and they totally freaked out. And I think that the zombie was coming up to them, and they like they were out of bullets, and they couldn't reload their gun. They tried to kick them. <laughs> and, but uh, as you know, as ridiculous as that sounds, the amazing like yeah. immersion of that, like you try to kick someone, it's pretty cool. You, know, you don't have legs in VR, but you end up kicking the wire out. So, well, the cool news is that Valve is teaming up with a Bulgarian company called Quark VR to produce a wireless headset, and it seems like it's still in the works. Uh, it, they said they're about eighty-five to ninety percent there in terms of it being anywhere close to an alpha or beta, like just being able to handle the speeds. And, and that's, that's the big thing is because it's going to go over Wi-Fi. And I think what they'll end up doing is you'll still have a wire coming out of your headset, but you'll just, it'll like run down and you can put it in your pocket. Okay. And then that is, is what will communicate with the PC directly. And okay. so right huh. now, I mean, Wi-Fi in general, I think is a little bit more unreliable and a little bit slower. Sure. But, you know, like they said, they're, they're getting about 85 to 90% of the way there now. Hmm. So that's pretty yeah, exciting. Yeah, and it has to start somewhere. I mean, it's one of those things. I definitely think right now, it you know, I I'd be surprised if the tech is perfect. I'd be surprised if you know you're able to get it completely lag free to the point where you know your average user is going to want to be wireless right now. Mm-hmm. But there's no question that the future of VR is wireless. I mean, it I mean, has to be. Yeah, it will be. I mean, for sure. It's it's one of those things. Just like we you know, didn't have good VR a few years ago. And when, you know, the Oculus dev kit and other stuff started popping up, you knew that things were going to be moving in this, in this better direction. Um, making these headsets wireless is just a necessary next step. So, well, it's, so it's, it's good exciting to see, to see valve really investing yeah. in, into that. Uh, just because you, you would hope that, you know, this is a, a top priority for them. Just, I, just, I just agree. based on the amount of uh, you know, and I'm, scenarios. That and I'm excited, too. Like, I haven't, I mean, it's nice to see, like you said, it's, it's, it's nice seeing Valve get, uh, you know, committed to this and, and helping this, uh, this small company with its initiative to make the headset wireless. In general, I mean, the Vive is already ahead of the other sets technologically, speaking when you talk about the lighthouse tech and all of that stuff so yeah it's, it's nice to see that they're not sitting on their hands you know just enjoying the 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 leap that they have in terms of the tech that they're actually working on it okay. and i i don't know the specifics but it's probably worth mentioning too i heard something about uh valve streamlining the lighthouses themselves um to potentially be less expensive to manufacture by significantly lowering the number of parts I'll, I'll have to look into that more, and maybe we can talk about it in a future episode. But if that's true, like I said, it's it's interesting. They seem to be moving in really smart directions with their hardware, in 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 areas that that I think will benefit you know the current Vive base as well as future 
uh, future purchasers. So. Absolutely. Well, I mean, anything that's going to reduce the barriers to entry. I mean, eight hundred dollars. That that's not. Uh, well, I mean, depending on who you are, it could be chump change, but. You know, for for most of us, it's it's an investment, an investment I'd say that is worth making if you're interested in the VR space, but an investment nonetheless. And yep. so, if there's a way for them to reduce that price uh, and get it, maybe even something closer. You know, this is why everybody's excited for PlayStation VR because essentially they're saying it's supposed to be more accessible. You know, there's already a console for it. Uh, there's already a, a platform. There's already a, a space and a, an audience for it. So yeah. if Vive can get to that point where they're able to reduce the costs and therefore lower the barriers of entry, I think that would be a huge win for them. No, I, I agree. And actually, I mean, like I was saying before, why, the wireless tech might not necessarily be there right now, but it's still interesting and, and, and very you know, exciting to see companies moving in that direction. Yeah. For the more immediate future, uh, you know, if, if you're trying to get away from, you know, the heavy cable and and lack of mobility that that presents you. Another alternative is being worked on by MSI. Uh, MSI is working on a, a VR one, the VR one backpack, I believe they're calling it, and that's a that's a way that they could potentially uh, get solve that issue in a compl- completely different way. I, I I did hear about this and. It sounds so ridiculous, and for anyone who's not familiar, it's. I mean, you're you're really just wearing the backpack on your shoulders. You I'm, sorry, it, I'm sorry, you're you're wearing the computer on your shoulders in in the form of a backpack. So I've seen. A, it's kind of funny. I don't know if there's a YouTuber. Uh, the the channel's called Linus Tech Tips, but they have you know some pretty good content about computer technology. Uh, great content, actually. But anyways, there was one episode where he essentially. Uh, tried to make his Vive wireless by putting all of the contents in a backpack. And it was a ridiculous backpack. It was a ridiculous, you know, video in a lot of respects. Uh, But MSI's backpack looks pretty streamlined to me. I was actually really impressed with their design. They said that, you know, they were really working hard to make it as light as possible. I think it said something about having a battery life of about 90 minutes. So, I mean, like I said, when I heard of it, I was, you know, a little bit skeptical. When I was looking at it, I was like, okay, I could see someone someone buying into this. And, you know, if not a general consumer that already has a PC, um, if you were going to be creating, I don't know, like a, a special type of VR center or something where you got to let uh, people come and try out certain types of experiences, I could see something like that really, uh, you know, being great for 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 this kind of a back type backpack solution so yeah i mean you know i because I, I i think i read the same article as you and it looks like there are already some really positive reviews from people who tested it out so i mean i, I would definitely give that a try just yeah, because yeah. if it solves the wire solution uh, you know i'm down for anything yeah uh, my my thought on it though is that i wonder as a competitor not, not really a competitor but how quickly would this become relevant if if sure. Valve were able to solve that problem, you know, with a wireless transmitter? Yeah, uh, I mean, we're already the the current headsets that are out right now are already somewhat. I mean, when you when you put the money down for that, especially as an enthusiast, you kind of know that you know in a year or two from now, there's probably going to be something new out. It's probably going to be, hopefully, it's going to be substantially better. 
And so, yeah, I, I totally agree. Buying a computer that's specifically made to sit on your back to solve a problem that's only a problem right now yeah, could be a little bit, you know, a little bit short-sighted in terms of in a year from now, if you want to buy a headset that's wireless, you never, you don't have to worry about that. Now you have this backpack <laughs> computer that kind of like, what, what else are you going to use that for once it's wireless? I don't know. So anyway, you, so. you can play your tunes on the way to school. Or <laughs> exactly. Thing, all one terabyte of it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right. Well, I think we got a couple other articles I just want to touch on before we close out today's episode. Uh, and I mean, We'll dive deeper into this just because I'm fascinated by it. Uh, I mean, we'll dive deeper in, in a future episode if it turns sure. out to be something substantial. And I, but lucid dreaming, I'm all, I've just been fascinated by the topic for a while. And now I come across not one, not two, but like several articles of studies being done to show that VR is correlated with or like a VR experiences are correlated with higher lucid dreaming. <laughs> and so, I mean, I think this is common in terms of all all gaming in the past, uh, okay. just kind of having that control in an extra, uh, like an out-of-body experience. Sure. And so I think VR, what they're saying is that VR is really only enhancing that. And therefore, <clears throat> excuse me, what they're finding is that people who tend to be in VR experiences more or game in VR more are having higher lucid dreaming. How they're testing this I'm not sure. I don't know how the validity of the testing is, but you know these studies are coming out, and it's like I said, it's, it's more so just fascinating to me because what's really interesting is that lucid dreaming. If you think about it, lucid dreaming is that's that's all that humanity has had as their form of virtual reality until this year, <laughs> right? It's where you're in another you're in another experience, you're in in another place where, but you have complete control. <laughs> that's that's so. interesting. I wonder if the. I mean, I didn't get a chance to read the article, so I don't know if. If you know these details or not, but do you know if if it was just people that had lucid dream lucid dreams often also tended to play more VR, or was it more people that played VR tended to have more lucid dreams after playing VR? I, I do you know? No, it looks like the study was designed to capture the latter of what you said. Okay, I mean, so it, it, that's they were cool. they, they were really trying to focus on people who had VR or gaming, but you know, now more specifically VR experience to see if they had a higher level of lucid dreaming you know, or higher kinda, frequency of lucid dreaming. It's so interesting because sometimes when you're playing VR, it kind of feels like you're in a dream. Every time like, I take the headset off, I'm like, <laughs> whoa, back to real yeah, life. Because <laughs> there's something real about it, but something a little bit off just in terms of, you know, you're in this world, but you kind of know you're not. And then you take the headset off. And so it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I'm really fascinated on what other studies are going to show in the future about what the effects of this tech, because it's, I mean, it's completely uncharted territory. It, it really is. Effects oh. that we probably have no idea about. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, just it, you're really just tricking your brain into thinking you're somewhere you're not. So, I mean, hopefully there's positive effects. I would hate to have, come back and report on <laughs> negative effects nah. because I, I love this stuff too much. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll follow that. Like I said, it's more so I just wanted yeah, to, but that, to, no, to that's mention it. Yeah, but no, that's super, super interesting. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, so uh, I guess I had happened, or uh, yeah, a couple days ago I ran across an article about a Kickstarter that is currently being done. I don't know if how much they were asking for or whether the Kickstarter itself is finished. 
But the video that I watched was the video for the Kickstarter. And it was being done uh, by a company that was creating a, uh, a software suite called Gravity Sketch. And as far as I could tell from the video, and again, I didn't read uh, anything more about the Kickstarter itself, but I watched their video. It looked really promising and very, very, very cool. Um, initially, when I saw it, it looked like people were, you know, in this gravity sketch video, you know, making uh, some kind of 3D drawing or something. And my first thought was, well, how does how is this different from Tilt Brush? Yeah. Or some of the other apps that I've seen uh, in the Steam Store, you know, stuff like. Uh, you know, some of the sculpturing uh, applications that are out there, that kind of thing. But immediately, I started scratching my head a little bit more just in, th- you know, thinking about the pos- possibilities that it might have when they were showing content creators using, you know, laptops and iPads and all of that kind of th- that kind of gear in order to create 3D models while at the same time having someone in VR using a Vive be able to manipulate the models, copy the models, paste the models, um, really get a sense of what the 3D model looked like. So it was less a VR-specific app, and it looked more like a comprehensive tool to utilize VR in a way to enhance you know, creating 3D models, printing uh, 3D printing mm-hmm. um, off of those models, that kind of thing. And I just thought it looked amazing. I mean, I think really the, the future of manufacturing, the future of design, I, I think VR has a, has a role to play in that. Yes, absolutely. And Gravity Sketch looks like a potential, you know, Ooh, okay. first first player, I think, in that arena. If if their tech is is as good as it looked in this video. All right, well, I'll have to look into that. Uh, well, I got one more for you, and this is uh, a, a field or at least an industry I, I don't know too well, but I find it still fascinating. Thread Studio. I was reading an article about them today. This looks like it's another app available for the HTC Vive, and essentially what it does, it allows you to be a fashion designer in VR. Hmm. So you design your own clothes, but not only that, you can sell them afterwards. That's really cool. And so, I, I mean, again, it, it just comes back to, like, the democratizing of industries. You know, fashion design seems like this high-end, you know, devil wears Prada type of thing where not everybody can get into it. If you, if you do get into it, it's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that, that's required or, or, you know, knowing the right people. And now, similarly to, you know, what's happened with music, what ha- what's happened with movies and, you know, video and the video space, uh, you know, Thread Studio people will essentially have their own fashion design studio in their living room or wherever they set up their Vive. And they'll be able to post stuff, or not post, but they'll be able to sell those clothes or designs or Do you know, does does the program give you templates? Like, are you able to modify? Like, how does it work? Are you just creating stuff from scratch? Or do they kind of set it, do you know, by any chance? I I don't at the moment. I mean, this is something I'm looking to to get into. And, And I mean... Well, not get into myself, but it's it's again. I'm just more so fascinated by it. I, yeah. I have nowhere near any type of fashion design. No, but experience. it sounds cool because I mean, kind of like with Gravity Sketch, the idea that you know you're able to see something that would be a physical object in real space before you're manufacturing it. I think is really cool. I mean, probably in the in in the fashion industry traditionally, 
you would have a company make a small, you know, a small sample of what you're trying to build or something. Uh, and then once you actually get it made, then you get to see what it looks like. Yeah. That kind of thing. By doing everything in BR, it gives you more flexibility in the designing process to get to see things similar to how people, what people do with 3D printing. Uh, but you're able to do that with something like clothes in a way that I don't think you've been able to really do before. No, and I mean, before you, you'd be required to actually create the stuff and then see how it looks, whereas with VR, you really can get that, uh, just, or at least more, even if it's just a basic picture of whatever it is that you're working on, whatever designs you're working on, you'd be able to have that ahead of time without having to create anything, without using materials or using manual labor, whatever it is, you know, it's it's really just the time and effort that you put into it, which... I think it'd be really cool. And I have a couple of friends who've been wanting to get into the fashion industry for a while. And, uh, you know, I'm like, you know what? If the traditional methods aren't working, this might be your ticket in. Honestly, you know, indie, I, indie fashion developer. Yeah, I really think it has potential. And I think all these things, once they become a little bit more mature, the, the tool sets. Yeah. If you can get someone that develops really good software to help people use this stuff in a, in a, you know, in a way to make, you know, your own products. Yep. I think it'll be able to do stuff that honestly you can't really do. <laughs> I, I mean, do at this time. I, I'm just thinking about it from a, a very independent perspective. I mean, you have bands, celebrities, all types of people who can really start their own fashion lines. And now you don't need to be an A-list celebrity getting an endorsement from Prada or whatever to to start your own fashion line with them. If you have an audience and you have people that are following you and want to support you. And you have any inkling, inkling to be, you know, in the fashion industry or in that space? I, this could open up so many doors to you. You don't have, you know, you, there's no gatekeepers anymore, in terms of of if if you know, of course, if this is successful and if this turns out to be exactly what people think it is and are yeah. hoping that it is. So, just a, another cool little tidbit. I think this episode ran a little bit longer than we were hoping for, but you know what? There's always a lot to be excited about when it's talk when we're talking about VR. <laughs> so. Uh, I think we'll be signing off. Before we do, though, you know, like we were saying at the beginning, we're definitely trying to come up with a structure for the uh, the podcast. We'd like to release at least three. Well, not at least that's a lot, but we'd like to release three episodes a week. Um, and so, we'd like to focus on news. We're actually trying to line up some interviews with a couple indie 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 game developers, which we're really really excited about. Just because, I mean, there's so much talent out there right now. That's just creating the the coolest things, and uh, I I mean I can't wait to get really deep into the weeds with them in terms of their creative process and what how they see the future of VR from their perspective. Uh, yeah, and if if any of you out there that are you know either listening to our podcast or watching videos on YouTube that we're posting, yes, if you have any ideas of stuff you would like to see or any any advice on the types of struggle, I mean. Please feel free to, to shoot us an email or, yep, or leave yep. a comment. Actually, uh, so that, that's the other quick announcement that we have. We, we have our, our channels up online now. Our site is up. It's everythingvibe.com. So you can you know, listen to the podcast episodes there. We're, always at it. We're definitely going to try to add more to it. But our, our email address, if you want to hit us up directly, is contact at everythingvibe.com, the official email address. Uh, we are also now up on Twitter at Everything Vive, and then on YouTube as well. Uh, Everything on, Vive is the and channel. on YouTube. I know I haven't uploaded any yet, but I know Zane's been. Uh, you've been 
uh, uploading gameplay videos, right? So yeah, just whenever I have a you know experience that I want to share with everyone else or a cool game, uh, I've been trying to do that. And so okay, so uh, you, you got to get involved with that too, Ronnie. Yeah, no, I know. I I definitely I've been super busy at work recently, but <laughs> hopefully I will uh, get the opportunity to record more videos in the near future. And yeah, just similar to the podcast, if there's a game that we mentioned on the podcast or a game that you've tried that you think we would like to play, uh, let us know in, in comments or through emails and maybe we can do that and, you know, post a video or something with Most our definitely. experience. So, And, and lastly, uh, we are officially on iTunes now too. So if you guys are enjoying the podcast, and again, we just want to sincerely thank you for listening and tuning in. Uh, we'd love to connect with you guys. Definitely subscribe there. And if you could leave us a review, let us know how we're doing. If you like it, share it with your friends. If you don't like it, share it with your enemies. You know, just <laughs> we're, we just want to spread the word out there, spread the positive vibes. Sorry, positive vibes about the vibe. Oh, I don't think you, you didn't mean to do that. I could tell. I, <laughs> the, yeah, if he meant to do that, I would let you guys know. Oh, man. But he, right. yeah, that was unintentional. <laughs> Uh, but you know, we're nearing the end of the episode anyways. Yep. So I think, let's, I think on that note, uh, we will, uh, see you guys later. Yeah. Let's, let's call it here. Thanks again for tuning in guys. We'll talk to you again very soon. Bye.